Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Karf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. As always, I'm so glad that you are here to join me. I have been busy lately. I Actually, today I got out and enjoyed the weather a little. Here in Wisconsin, it is March, and it was 69 degrees today, which is like an all-time record, I think. It just I haven't seen the sun in a very long time. It's been very cold here, so sun always makes me happy. So when I wasn't out enjoying the sun, I have been working like mad on my course that I just launched. If you haven't heard, I'm really excited, so I need to share it with you. It's a Cricut course on how to make beautiful miniatures using your Cricut machine. I've actually got a lot of quick questions like, what is a Cricut <laughs> machine? So it's it almost looks like a desktop printer. But what it does is it can cut, it can emboss, it it can do a lot of amazing things. But what I use it for is to cut a lot of wood, it can cut vinyl, it can cut fabric. And it's also got this really cool feature that you can print something out on your like inkjet printer, take it over to your Cricut machine, and then it'll cut it out. So if you can imagine like cutting out stickers or really detailed designs, the Cricut can do all that. So I'm doing a course on three simple steps on how to use that Cricut machine with zero frustration and stress. I know when I first started to use the Cricut for miniature making and just everyday crafts, I was very frustrated on how to get started, how to use the machine. So I really wanted to break it down in three simple steps on how you use the machine. So I was really excited. I launched that on Monday. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to Mike Drop Miniatures. Dot com. So again, it's three simple steps, but in there I also have great bonuses. I give you a PDF of 16 Cricut hacks that I've learned using the machine that I wish I would have known up front. So you get that for free. You get some free SGV files. That I show you how to put them into your machine, how to print using those files. And then I also show you how to create your own files. And then I also have some printable art that we put in miniature frames for your dollhouse walls. Super cute. And then I also give you a list of supplies that I love that I found. Believe me, I bought a lot of supplies and a lot of them I did not like. So here they sit. So I just take the guesswork out of that for you and I give you a list of all the supplies that I have used that I absolutely love with clickable links. So go ahead, check that out. Again, it's micdropminiatures.com, and it's in my shop section. And it's called How to Make Beautiful Miniatures Using Your Cricut Machine. I know, really catchy name, right? All right, so enough about me. Let's talk about the podcast. So in this podcast, 
I talk with Marta. She is from Germany. She was so sweet, so kind-hearted. I loved my conversation with her. I found her work on Instagram, and my mind was instantly blown. So in real life, crocheting, knitting, anything like that, even sewing, sometimes is very hard for me. I find it very challenging. So when I stumbled upon her work, she is making detailed little blankets and crocheting items in one twelve scale. And my mind was just, yeah, totally blown. I don't even know how you would even begin to do something like that. So I got in contact with her and asked if she'd be a guest, and she agreed. So I'm very, I'm very, I'm glad that to bring her to you, and so you can hear her amazing story and how her creativity is just to me through the roof. I hope that you will enjoy our conversation. As always, you can find um, Marta on Instagram, and her handle is in the the notes here for the podcast. So please. Please follow her. And another favor, if you've loved this conversation with Marta and I, please snap a pic and share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories and tag me, Mic Drop Managers. I'd really, really appreciate that. Also, don't forget to subscribe so that you do not miss out on future episodes. My next episode is going to be amazing, so you don't want to miss out. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, happy creating. Bye, guys. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you oh, today? Perfect. Good day tonight because you are in Germany, right? And it's yep. 10 o'clock there. So, yeah, so are you- yeah, it looks like I'm sitting in a basement. I was trying to make it more light, but I have all my lights turned on at home, but it still looks like I'm in the middle of the night in a basement. So <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Well, thank you. I know at the time difference, it was, you know, a little difficult, but thank you for staying up or are you a night owl? Yeah, I am definitely, I like sitting uh, in the long, uh, long hours. Yeah, sometimes it's very challenging because I start work at 8 a.m. So I have to like balance it nicely. Yeah. I'm with you. I stay up way too late because I like the quietness, you know, after I have kids. So after they go to bed, it's like, peaceful and yes I'm with you but thanks again for being here um you have beautiful mini crocheting um pieces I came across you on Instagram and I instantly fell in love there there I have so many questions but um I guess first tell us how long have you been into managers creating that one Actually, uh, compared to us, some of the people that I, I uh, follow on Facebook, uh, not on Facebook, but on Instagram, I feel like a complete newbie because I've been just like sucked in by the miniature world like two years ago, maybe something a bit more. But I'm like, uh, from my first set that I bought like a tiny one, like a small diorama, I'm like completely in like all wake hours. I just work on miniatures. absolutely love it. So it's my newfound fashion passion and I absolutely love it yeah you found like a kit that you put together one of those yes like one of these uh, I think like Chinese ones like you have like small dioramas of tiny rooms so this is something because I I was looking at a lot of beautiful miniatures before on Instagram on on uh, on Pinterest and I was just very curious if I would be able to do something like that and I decided one time for my birthday to actually get one of those kits and like 
from the minute I've started, I absolutely I loved it. Of course, I had to personalize it and make it my own because I didn't like how like certain things were. Uh, so I was like sold on the whole miniature world. I was completely lost in it. So yeah, I'm a, I love fun. those too. They're a lot smaller than like we both work in. I'm assuming you work in the 112 scale, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are a little smaller. I don't even know what scale those are. I was going to research, but. I think Wait. they're like 124 or 148, something okay. like that. Yeah, they just seem, sometimes they vary it to me from kit to kit, but yeah. I'm putting together one with my daughter right now and mm -hmm. we're learning the patience of glue, glue drying. Like she just wants to move on. I'm like, no, the glue needs to dry. So if anything, it's teaching her patience. So that's, that's a good thing. So how did you, from your kit then, you're like, oh, I can create my, because you have lots of custom pieces that you moved away from the kit. What Do, do you remember what the first custom piece you made, like from not a kit? Um, it's actually quite difficult to say because I, it went like gradually. So I was just changing some things in the kits. For example, I didn't like that you had to glue paper uh, floor on the kit. So I started doing my own, uh, floors. I went to YouTube and watched how to do a floor for a for a dollhouse. So I started buying like super random things like popsicle sticks. Like why would you buy it? <laughs> yeah. So but I've started buying these things and and making like some custom elements of the of the kids by myself. Uh, but the 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 thing that I am the most proud of is actually the uh, the IKEA inspired uh, bed that I did recently. That I'm just like I started doing like completely from scratch. The only thing that I had to base it on was just a like a small technical drawing on IKEA's website where you had like dimensions. So I had to figure out exactly divide everything by twelve and see how I could actually make it together. I was so proud of it and I was like. I think I sent my mom photos of it like 1 a.m. or something. <laughs> I was so proud of it. Yeah. So did you cut it all by hand? Yes, I cut it out by hand. Yeah. And then what do you use for the material? Is it like foam core? Do you use balsa or basswood or what material do you like uh, to use? Actually, for this specific bed, I actually use the uh, how it's called the in a, from Ikea frame, like we have a passport too, that was like a very thick uh, cardboard, like I think one millimeter thick. So I actually okay. used that one to create the bed. So it was much easier to cut than uh, than a wood. And it, but oh. it's still very sturdy and it glues like, you don't have to really wait because it's paper. So it's like, it speeds the process up a lot. Well, it's beautiful. I saw that too. And let me just, so people can kind of follow along with you on Instagram, you have two. One yes. for your crocheting which is Miss Zaid. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, yeah, Miss Zaid, yeah, with X-A-D-E. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. um, all right, that was a tricky one for me. So uh, makes minis. And then you also have, so that's no crocheting. And then yeah. you also have Miss Zaid miniatures. So two different Instagram um, accounts. So the second one is just Miss Zaid. So one is Miss Zaid and the second one is Miss Zaid makes minis. So just like two, two accounts, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that is that was a beautiful bed. And I love how you decorated before you even had the walls up because that is so me. I just I just want to decorate too. I remember when I had a dollhouse, a Barbie house growing up. I didn't really care about the Barbies. I just wanted to accessorize and make the rooms. And so I'm with you there. I want to know more about this crocheting though. So 
how do you do real life crocheting and minis like do you is that how you learn how to do miniatures is by doing knowing how to do it in real real scale yeah it's, this is actually I, I know how to do it in re real scale i've learned how to knit uh first when i was a kid my mom taught me just like the basic ones then i completely forgot about it for years and years and i rediscovered it like 12 years ago or 13 years ago and then I was just obsessed by it again this is uh, when I love with my all my all my hobbies I have like a a, a bit of a ob, uh, obsessive compulsive <laughs> personality here so I want to learn as much as I can including like history background different styles from different areas of the world and things like that so uh, I was really into knitting and crocheting uh, and uh, then I wanted to see how far I can push my skills. So I was into a very, like, very delicate place on knitting. And then I went with crocheting also, how small can I go? So it went from huge blankets to small, intricate uh, shawls. And then I started doing like tiny amigurumis. And then I decided like, hmm, what if I try to actually make a blanket in one to 12 scale? And uh, with some trail and, uh, trial and error, it works and <laughs> it's so much fun that I, I just I'm obsessed with it I love it I do practically Beautiful. every day so do you use uh, a magnifying glass no I don't use one. Oh my gosh I, ju I just need some some good lighting so uh so I don't kill my eyes yeah sometimes when I have like something very 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 tiny and uh, when I have to put like stitches in a super precise way then yes sometimes yes but most of the time I just use like natural light or just a good lamp yeah so I don't even know, what is the difference between knitting and crocheting? Uh, it's actually the tools that you are using and the way you 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 kind of uh, wave the fabric. So with the, with the knitting, you need needles, like knitting needles. So you have like two, like mm -hmm. super tiny. I can show you like, those are like one millimeter thick and you just work with both of your hands and just create the, the loops that are all, all the time they are alive so you have to be with knitting you have to be more careful not to drop them because if you drop the one of the stitches it can just be ruined and with crocheting you need a you need a crochet hook so it's like oh. a tiny <laughs> i don't know if you can even see my tiny hooks on your screen it's like so uh, maybe i have some bigger ones here so it's just like a piece of stick that has a hook on, at the end and you can just you can just create the fabric by hooking it and uh working just with this one um, so do you have, did you have to make your own needles or do you uh, thankfully no <laughs> oh someone really makes them yeah so i was i was actually surprised that they go to so small and uh recently also i was i was i was sure that you cannot buy knitting needles smaller than one millimeter but thankfully one of my friends on instagram i actually mentioned that she saw them on uh on etsy and I was like, okay, that's instant buy. I, and now I'm a proud owner of knitting needles that are 0 0.6 millimeter thick. So it's like, uh, my mind wow. is blown that you can go so small. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, I actually tried knitting then once when I was, oh, I don't know, probably 10 or 11. And I remember I was gonna make a scarf for my grandpa for Christmas. And it ended up being just like a nose warmer and had holes in it even being that small. But so that's why I'm so blown away by your creations because they're, it's, it's not easy for someone like just starting out. So it's, it's amazing. So the thread that you're using, is it just ordinary thread or do you have to use like just one little strand, you break it apart or? 
Um, I'm actually using a, a regular sewing thread. Uh, the one that I like using is the silk one because it gives the blankets and everything like a very nice drape. It's more like not flexible. Um, what's the word like? Uh, sorry, my brain is not working in English today. Yes, it's like very when you put it on a, like a miniature things, you have it looks much more realistic because it drapes nicer. So um, that's that, uh, and I like working with it. It's very nice. It comes in beautiful colors, so. It's like so where do you get that? Is that your local craft store, or? Yeah, it's my either my local craft store, or uh, or I find it on the, on uh, on the internet somewhere. Okay, because I, I was going to ask that question. Usually, when I make fabrics or anything out of cloth, yeah, it's like stiff and it doesn't lay nicely. So the trick is to use silk. Uh, yeah, silk is usually even if you have a silk scarf, you see that it's just like floating in the air. So it's like very, it has this nice, it drapes nicely. Like it's less, it's, uh, I'm looking like, I'm trying to find a word in English. Um, like flowing. It molds better to, this, uh, to the object that you are covering. So for example, with the cotton, it's quite stiff. So it will yeah. just like stick out of the bed. But with, uh, with silk, you, it will drape nicely. So uh, that's why I like it. Yeah. So for like a, say you're making a, a blanket, a real scale versus mini scale, how long is it about the same time? And how long does it take you to make them? Um, I think it's like, you can, you can compare it actually. Uh, sometimes I think, feel the minis take more time because you need to hide all the, all the tiny, uh, tiny, um, sorry, my dog is whining in the background. <laughs> like, the, like the fitting or the ends? Like yeah, you have to hide the ends and you have to do it with a very tiny, very tiny needle. So, so it's quite, uh, it takes more time. So uh, sometimes if I have like very intricate uh, blankets where I use a lot of colors, it actually, it can take almost as much as in making the, maybe not, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but like one hour or two hours just to hide the ends. So it's, uh, it's very time consuming. Yeah. Wow. So a whole blanket could be, how many hours do you think? <sighs> 12 hours, eight wow. hours. It depends how big it is and how complex it is, yeah. Wow, that's a lot of patience for one blanket. And I suppose mm -hmm. miniature, you don't use as much material. Like my mother-in-law knits and it takes a lot of yarn to make one blanket. So I guess that's the benefit of making a miniature one is you're not using that much thread, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like a fair thing that I can actually fit all the materials that you need in a small box. So you don't have, you don't have like the entire wall of your of your yarn, which yeah. I actually have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's very nice for a very small places. So your dog is jealous that you're not paying attention to him. Oh well, actually, I think he wants some water. <laughs> oh, um, do you use patterns at all, or do you just have them in your head and you can? Um, Sometimes, yes, I do, uh, but I've been doing these things for such a long time that I already have a lot of patterns in my head. Uh, and for many of them is just finding the right color combination and also checking what works on, in miniature scale because there are some, some patterns that are just too, too tiny to make, uh, to, make, uh, to make it in the, in the scale because for those who for, for sure you would need a magnifying glass, yeah. Yes, wow. And do you do custom orders? I know you have an Etsy page. Well, first, do you sell to the US being in Germany? Yeah, yeah, I sell, sell to the US as well. Yeah. Okay, so, so do you do majority, a lot? Of yeah, majority of my clients come from US. Yeah. Okay, so do you um, do custom orders at all? 
Uh, yes, yes, I've done, I did a couple of them. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Actually, I have a couple of extra coming in the next weeks. So I'm super happy always to create something like if someone needs like a special size or maybe uh, uh, one person contacted me and they have a special uh, like a special color scheme in their dollhouses and uh, they would like to have a this blanket, but in a different color. So I'm always happy if I, if I have those colors, I'm happy always to help with this thing. Well, absolutely beautiful work, like I said. Um, getting back to like the other side where you, you, I saw you were making bricks and everything. Is there anything that you can't do? Like <laughs> you do the sewing, you do the, con the construction side of it, building beds, anything that maybe is a struggle? Oh, I've, I don't know, to be honest, I, I, I have, I've, I think I, I just like touched the miniature world. So there's probably like a lot of things that I cannot do for, for example, I'm, I'm following a lot of people who do like amazing miniature food. And uh, as much as I have uh, patience for knitting and crocheting, I wouldn't be able to do that. It's like, <laughs> it's for me, it's like, sometimes you see those things and you, it, it looks just so real, but it has like one centimeter. It's so just, I, I wouldn't be able to do that to that that's for sure so and or sometimes I see uh, people make plants out of clay or it's just like they look so beautiful I wouldn't have patience enough patience to do that yeah are you currently building any type of house or what are uh, you doing with your bricks I guess uh, <laughs> right now I'm building a building like a small uh, uh, room box for my uh, box room sorry yes for my uh, for one of my uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so currently I'm obsessed with the brick wall. It's almost finished. I'm just laughing that everyone is following my how I how I put the bricks on the wall. It's super cool. Uh, yeah, so now I'm building like a tiny bedroom around my IKEA bed, which is, I'm super super happy about. And uh, then, then next of my projects will be I got a, an old Landby house home. You can actually see it in the background. Mm -hmm. It's in a pretty bad state. Uh, it has no windows, no doors. Uh, I have to do every all the interior has to be redone. It's a very nice challenge, and uh, yeah, I'm just like building my courage to actually start start working on it. Yeah. Do you do electricity at all? Have you attempted that? Uh, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah. I have thankfully I have some experience from my university times where I can actually connect wires and make it work without exploding. So <laughs> hopefully I'm not gonna burn my flat. <laughs> So being in Germany, is there a lot of miniatures there and support there? And do you find it more uh, here in the States? I think it's a, like the dollhouses for me. I was actually talking with some friends with my, and my family. I think like dollhouses, it's a very US, UK, Australia thing. So uh, it's not very common in, here in Germany. You can find a lot of shops that are for miniatures, but for building like this uh, train platforms and things like that, this kind of miniatures. But I, I haven't seen any shops that are just for dollhouses or they have some things for dollhouses. It's not very common. Uh, so here I'm relying all the, on all the information, all the knowledge that I can get on the US and UK people because they have like, I'm so jealous of, of the, all the shops that you have. Sometimes I see someone goes on Instagram and has like a story where they open, where they go to a dollhouse shop. I'm like, I really, really, I would just fly to US to just to go to such a shop. Maybe you should come to, in July, come to the U.S. and go to like the Tom Bishop show in Chicago or. Oh, that would be like wonderful. 
<laughs> yeah, that's such a such a such a you're, you guys are so so lucky to have this thing there. Yeah. Well, thank you. I guess I I guess I take it for granted that we have that there. I never thought of that before. And yeah, I would love to like go state to state and check out all the the shops. I don't know mm -hmm. if my family would be in for that, but they can still. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what else you have um, in your Instagram, things to come and what you're going to create. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to share that you, I don't know, on your mind? Mm. I just have to say that I'm so grateful to uh, that I found this happy place with, of miniatures. I was talking with my mom the other day and I was like, mom, mom, I found my happy place. There are so many awesome people and so talented. I just, I'm blown away by all the people in the community. They create so many beautiful things and just like, I, I'm completely, my mind is like full of miniatures and beautiful things right now. So it's especially with the with everything that is going in the world just having like this happy place it's just it's it's priceless yeah how are things with the pandemic in germany are you still like lockdown or yeah it... we are still on the lockdown i still i still work from home so uh, we, st we still have a lot of restrictions so uh maybe in the middle of the month they will start like loosening loosening them but yeah we still have a lot of restrictions yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be over soon. And I'm so glad that you found the miniature world too. It's to me, it's very therapeutic and it's my happy place too. And I'm doing this podcast so I can connect with people like you and just talk minis. It's fills my heart too. So I'm right there with you. Well, again, I can't wait to see what you, what you create and I'll keep following you. And thanks again for joining me tonight. Yeah. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was really fun to talk with you. All right. You have a good night. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.